Our reading this morning is from the book of Philemon, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. And I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in you for the sake of Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. We're uh, coming this morning to uh, maybe my favorite passage in the whole Bible. Well, it is today anyway. There are some other passages that would be contenders for that, but this is one of them. It's John chapter 15, and we're going to work on the first four verses. Well, we're going to start because, yeah, there is a lot to unpack. That's one of the reasons it's my favorite, because I love unpacking this stuff, and uh, there is a lot here. Uh, the Lord, uh, I'm, well, let me just read it to begin with. The Lord is speaking to the disciples, and he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Now, I read eight verses. We're going to split this in two, and really today we're just going to get started because uh, today uh, we're not going to unpack all these things. There's a lot of questions here. For example, what does it mean to bear fruit? Uh, and what is Jesus talking about when he, says, when he talks about a branch in me that does not bear fruit? And what does take away? You know, one translation, this says, every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. In one translation, in English, it says he cuts off. 
wonder what that is. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. I wonder what pruning is. Another translation says clean. He cleans that it may bear more fruit. And again, what is bearing fruit exactly? And we know he says he's the vine and the father's the vine dresser. What are the branches? Well, he goes on later to say, you're the branches. He says, you're clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. I wonder what that word is that caused them to be clean. It's interesting. He doesn't say words there. He says word, the word. I wonder what abide means. He says, abide in me. Another translation says, remain, continue. What's that word mean? There's just a lot to unpack. But today, I wanted to start, I wanted to begin with a very important observation. And it's an observation that's important in any text of the Bible, but especially in this one. And that is, I want to notice that Jesus begins with statements of facts, not commandments. These are statements of facts he starts with, not commandments. You know, there's a strong tendency among Christians to take facts from the Bible and turn them into commandments. We do this a lot. For example, you're familiar with this text in Galatians chapter 5, I'm sure, that also talks about fruit. It says... I'm going to read it to you. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. That's a passage we're very tempted to Although it is a statement of fact, the fruit of the Spirit is these things, we're very tempted to take that statement of fact and turn it into a list of commandments, a list that says something like this, be loving, rejoice, have peace, be patient, be kind, be good, be faithful, be gentle, exercise self-control. So we take that thing that's not a commandment and we make it a commandment. We do this a lot. You know, there is a commandment in the context of that, that verse. It says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. That's the commandment. Walk in the Spirit. And the implication is, if we walk in the Spirit, the Spirit will produce these qualities in our lives. If we start by trying to produce these qualities ourselves, then we're trying to produce the fruit of the Spirit by means of the flesh. And this passage tells us how that will work out. It won't. 
It can't produce the fruits of the Spirit by the efforts of the flesh. We're called to walk in the Spirit, and then the Spirit produces the fruit. Well, I chose that one in particular because of how related it is to this one, where we're envisioned as bearing fruit. It's very important as we engage the Word of God to distinguish between what is true and what's to do. I'm going to say that again. It's important to distinguish when you're reading the Bible between statements of what is true and statement of what's to do. So I wanted to just kind of try that on our text in John 15. The first statement is, I'm the true vine. Is that true or to do? That's true. It's just a statement of fact. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser or the gardener or the farmer. Is that true or to do? It's true. It's not to do. So far, this is pretty easy. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Is that true or to do? Now we're going to get a little confused. Because that's true. That's a statement of fact, not a commandment. But there's something doing in there, and so we're very likely to take that statement of fact and turn it into a commandment, bear fruit. Well, that goes with the second one, too. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. That's also true, not to do. He's just telling us the reality of the situation. Branches that bear fruit are pruned by the gardener, his father, so that they'll bear more fruit. Branches that don't bear fruit are cut off by his father. Okay, now we're going to be strongly tempted at this point to make ourselves a big commandment, bear fruit. And that might be a lot like what we do with Galatians chapter 5 when we read the fruit of the Spirit, bear fruit. Well, there's one more statement here. Oh, there's a couple more, sorry. He says, already you're clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Is that true or to do? That's true. He's just telling them something that's true of them. They are clean because of the word he's spoken to them. There's nothing for them to do. And then he says, now let's count. One, two, three, four, five statements of fact, and then he says, abide in me. That is a to-do. That's a commandment. That is in the original language in what we call the imperative. That's a commandment, something to do. Abide in him. So we want to make a clear distinction between these things that are just statements of the truth and the thing that 
in that context because these things are true. In the living in the truth of these things, what are we to do? Abide in him. Well, I would notice a few things here. I'm not the vine. I'm not the vine. So whatever the vine does is not meant for me. It's not mine to do whatever the vine does. I'm also not the farmer, the vine dresser. So I don't do what the father does. And this is where it gets important. I don't cut off the unfruitful branches. I don't need to manage the fruitfulness of the other branches. Also, I don't prune the fruitful branches. The Father does those things. I don't prune myself, which is what I'm very likely to, tempted, to be tempted to think in the context of this passage. I'm tempted to think, how can I improve my fruit-bearing? Well, who does the improving of fruit-bearing? Not the branch, the vine dresser. The vine dresser prunes. We can read this in Hebrews. Whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. I don't prune myself. Branches that abide bear fruit. They don't produce fruit. It's the fruit of the Spirit not the fruit of me. There's only one thing to do in this text, just one. And this is in from here to all the way to verse 15, there's only one thing for me to do, and that is abide. Abide. Abiding is the key to fruitfulness. Now, this morning, we're not going to unpack abide. We are going to, but not today. <laughs> today, we're not going to unpack what it means to abide. It's a big idea. Instead, what I want to do this morning is kind of aim us all in the right direction by remembering where we are, what is going on. This is in the middle of a talk that Jesus was giving to his disciples. It's right in the middle of it. So I want to go back and review the context to remember where we are. And I want to mention something about vines because this is kind of a new subject. It's a kind of a new subject in the whole book of John. Why is Jesus suddenly talking about being a vine? He hasn't talked about that before. What's that about? But to remember where we are, the last thing Jesus said before he said this is, peace I leave with you. Peace I give you. Not like the world does. Peace. And just before that, he was talking about the sending of the Spirit, the Spirit that will teach you, help you, remind you, be with you, be in you. 
that paraclete, the comforter, the encourager, the exhorter, the presence of Christ in the absence of Christ, the Spirit and even the presence of the Father in the absence of Christ. And he says, my Father and I will love you, manifest ourselves to you, abide with you, make our home in you. As we're caught up in that upward spiral life, experiencing the love of God in Christ by the Spirit, and then reflecting that love to God and to one another in this world, and thereby coming to see it more and to experience it more and the Father and the Son both expressing it to us again and deeper and richer. The Father and the Son come to dwell with us in the person of the Spirit. And he says, you'll know that I'm in the Father, that you're in me and I'm in... Oh, that sounds like abide. You're in me, and I'm in you. You'll know that I'm in the Father, that you're in me, and that I'm in you. And of course, he started this whole talk with this expression, let not your hearts be troubled. Trust God. Trust me also. And the thing I want to notice about this message, this whole message, and now Jesus says, I'm the true vine. The thing I want to notice about it is that it's a message of assurance, not burden. It's not a list of things to do. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Well, those are things we're going to do. But one is the consequence of the other. And we love him because he loved us. And the spin-off is obedience to his commandments. We might say this, bearing fruit is the consequence of abiding. And what this is is a, a message of reassurance and what the disciples are in the middle of is dealing with what Jesus said, which is, I'm leaving. And they all got very anxious and upset when Jesus announced that he would be leaving. And Jesus is saying to them, don't be upset, be glad. Because when I go to the Father, I'll send the Spirit. The Spirit will be another helper, another comforter, another paraclete. He will lead you into the truth. He will lead you to trust in me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. This is how you come to the Father, and it's the Spirit who brings us there, who directs our minds, our focus, our attention on Christ. And what do we do? Trust him. Trust him. And if you think about it, that's not much to do. That's a framework of mind of relying upon what he has done and not upon what we might do. And when we come to the expression abide, 
we're coming to a restatement of that reality. What Jesus is saying is, live here. Live in me. Stay in me. So when I'm tempted to go somewhere else, as in go to see what I can do to produce righteousness, Jesus says, no, stay in me, and the fruit will be produced in me. And that's kind of where we're headed. I am the vine. The Father is the vine dresser. He takes care of the vine. I don't. He takes care of me as a part of the vine. I don't. You're already clean, he says, because of the word spoken to you. So just abide. Rest. Stop. And trust in him. Then there's nothing for you to be troubled about. So from here, next time, we're going to start to unpack all of these things. We're going to figure out what is he talking about when he says there, talks about a branch in him that does not bear fruit that is cut off. What is he talking about when he says branches that do bear fruit, he prunes. What is he talking about when he says we're clean because of the word he's spoken? What's the word? And we're going to figure these things out. And we're going to really pay some attention to what does he mean, abide? Because that is the one thing in this text that is for us to do. So we're looking forward to unpacking all of this stuff, which we'll uh, start on next time. Let's pray together. Father, we give you thanks that because of the work of Christ, we can rest. Because you have acted. We trust in your word. We look to Christ. And Father, we pray that we will abide in Christ. That we will bear fruit, that we'll experience your work in our lives. Even that cleansing work, that pruning work that will make us even more fruitful. Father, we thank you that the very life of Christ can be infused into our own lives as we abide in him. For all these things, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.